0: Revelation chapter 2. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this. If you have followed this podcast over the last 60-odd weeks, you may have noticed that the city of Ephesus anchors the journey. We began with the miracles performed by Paul in the city. We continue to the apostles' emotional farewell to the elders of the church there. Next, we journeyed through the letter Paul wrote the Ephesians. Paul's letters to Timothy in Ephesus Provided the bridge to the letters of the Apostle John. God's mission for his last disciple carried him to the island of Patmos. So, now Christ is dictating his message for his churches to his apostle. There can be no mistaking who is speaking. The question for the church at Ephesus, along with Christ's church today, is, who is listening? Continuing in chapter 2. I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to the test those who call themselves apostles and they are not. And you found them to be false, and you have perseverance, and have endured for my name's sake, and have not grown weary. Our Savior begins his message by identifying the positive accomplishments of the Ephesian church. It is worthwhile to review the role Ephesus played in first-century Asia. The city was the third largest in the Roman Empire. It was home to the Temple of Artemis, as well as the largest bank in Asia. The early church had invested some of the most important pastors, Apollos, Paul, Timothy, and John to provide a bulwark in opposition to paganism and apostasy. So, here in the last book of the Bible, Jesus recognized the effort and sacrifice of his church. He also recognized the discernment, the ability to separate the false apostles from those found to be authentic. Finally, he saw the long-suffering undertaken for his namesake. Because Christ sees it all, the good along with the bad, he knows and tells John to write, But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the deeds you did at first. Or else I am coming to you, and will remove your lampstand out of its place, unless you repent. Likely, Paul wrote in his letter describing this first love from Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 8 For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. All too often the church gets so involved in the busyness of Christianity that the object is diminished, as Paul wrote in First Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. What Christ is prophesying against is heart disease. Fortunately, the prophecy is conditional. And there is a solution repentance. He is calling for the Ephesians to turn away from the distractions and focus on Him. The alternative is too painful to contemplate. Without repentance, Christ will come and remove His lampstand. From the church. Yet this you do have that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Jesus had issued a severe warning during his ministry about the Nicolaitans in Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 11 Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. Jesus' own answer is written in Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 22. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. It seems it is the lawlessness or the deeds of the Nicolaitans that the Ephesians, and Christ hate. The conclusion of the message to the church at Ephesus has two parts. First, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Christ is warning against a rebellious spirit. Just as Moses told the Hebrews in Moab, in Deuteronomy chapter 29, beginning in verse 2. And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all his servants and all his land, the great trials which your eyes have seen, those great signs and wonders. Yet, to this day, the Lord has not given you a heart to know, nor eyes to see, nor ears to hear. Jeremiah issued a similar warning in chapter 6, verse 10. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, Their ears are closed, and they cannot listen. Behold, the word of the Lord has become a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. In Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 2, Son of man, you live in the midst of the rebellious house, who have eyes to see but do not see. Ears to hear, but do not hear. For they are a rebellious house. Jesus spoke of this when speaking of his cousin John in Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 13. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, John himself is Elijah who was to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And Jesus said the words again, as written in Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse 21. And he was saying to them, A lamp is not brought to be put under a basket, is it? Or under a bed? Is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed. Nor has anything been secret but that it would come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. The second half of the conclusion is a message specific to the Ephesians. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. With this promise, Christ will remove the barrier he placed east of Eden, as Moses described in Genesis 3.24. At the east of the Garden of Eden, he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. But only those who overcomes, as written by John in his first letter in chapter 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the father loves the child born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and observe his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God.